0: another time to look into the Word. Don't you love Sundays? <laughs> um, I, uh, you know, my life, my, well, my Christian life, especially, I was aware of a, a journey I seemed to be on. And it seemed that After a while, I saw this pattern where it was like I'm always going somewhere, it seemed. I'm always headed to something, looking for something better. Uh, not that it wasn't good, not that, uh, that you know, my being a, a believer was, was the best thing that, that happened to me. changed my life in that way. But then after that, my Christian walk was, was it seemed like the circles that I was in, we were always talking about going somewhere. And we were going to Whatever was something better describe me in some places. It was we were we were we were basically holding out and and Until the rapture or the coming of the Lord and and we're but 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 it's 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 not really good right now But it's gonna be uh, good in the future Um, But sometimes with a lot of it. It was just we were heading to some defined higher spirituality um, more power, more anointing, more intimacy, more something. But, but something better than whatever it was that we had wherever we were right now. Uh, a higher spirituality of some kind, however we would define that. It was always like, like we, were never, we were never there. We were always going somewhere. Um, we were either moving toward or trying to get to uh, and be a part of some, uh, the next revival. Uh, There again stating that we weren't revived, but we were looking there again for something better than than what we saw Uh, Maybe it was an end time. We were we we were excited about hopefully being a part of an end time outpouring that we we believe was promised and and uh, you know we're we're going to move toward that. We're on this journey toward that. We're going to work to be a part of that, to do whatever, whatever it took. And, 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 then, and personally, it was like I was never quite there. I was always you know, trying to get somewhere, trying to, uh, try to be more pleasing to God, more appeasing to God, more spiritual, more anointed, more holy, more, m- more, more of everything, really. And and I was on this journey, and I and 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 I'll just mention this briefly because I tell the story quite a bit. I think is that you know finally I ran out of juice and I laid on the floor and said, Father, I don't I, I don't have any any more strength to try anymore. I've been on this journey a long time, and I've used every <laughs> spiritual muscle, and 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 I've prayed where I've actually used physical muscles, and I would pray for some of this stuff that I just mentioned and my, my literal stomach muscles would, would hurt from the way that I would pray sometimes at night. I mean, groaning and go, trying to go, trying to get to somewhere because wherever I was wasn't good enough. And I laid on that floor and very briefly, what happened was I got where I was going. And when I say that, it's not that, not that oh, at that moment I, I learned everything. Hey, Thing, and I didn't have anything else to learn or didn't have any more growing to go. No, that's really when it began for me, I believe. That's really when I, I like to say, I started growing like a weed. I started growing in revelation of the father and we hear that a lot around here. We hear about, uh, I love that, that Clark brings that out and sees that so clear how this is, this is what God is, is doing, is giving us, showing us the revelation of the father. And I want to look today at, at another part of that of what that what that entails. But I laid there and I and 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 I just God somehow opened it up. A revelation that his grace was sufficient. It was all I needed and all I ever needed and I had it right there at that moment. And that who he was and what he has done was bigger than anything I was doing or wanted to do, and he had it covered. And I realized that he didn't want anything from me. He didn't need anything from me. He wasn't depending on me being strong enough or good enough or spiritual enough to get there or to make it happen, because when I laid on that floor, somehow I knew that I was there, and I wasn't there because I climbed up climbed the mountain, successfully climbed the mountain, I was there because He was there and He put me there. And that's grace to me, is that He did everything and does everything and we get to live in that. In Him we live, we move, we have our very being. Now, I had not heard people like we do now, I hadn't heard anybody talking, to, you know, preaching uh, about grace or using the term that much. Not in the way that we see it now. Um, so I just I thought, well, how do I describe this? I felt I thought the journey's over. I'm home. I'm enjoying the joy started was start, started happening. I'd wake up and I had this joy, and I didn't have to, and, and, and I didn't have to go check into the prayer closet to work real hard to try to get to that place of joy. Like I once did. Peace and 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 excitement and 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 a feeling of closeness started happening i saw, and i thought what is this and it was like this is better than the revival that i was trying to to go for this is better than uh, this is this is the fullness of everything and i started using that word that god had given us fullness through jesus christ and that fullness is good news here this morning because it's here and it's been freely given and it's for everybody to experience Uh, that fullness. Now, that fullness is a spiritual thing. It's something that we carry inside and we live, right? Like Jesus, you know, like Jesus said when they said, when are you going to make this all like heaven? (laughs) And he said, it doesn't come that way. The kingdom is within you. There's something within you. There's something within me. There's something within you. There's someone." Within you and that someone is, of course, it's Christ in you. But that Christ in you is is what makes up Christ in you, you in him. It makes up the real you. So let's get into this and look at this. and Maybe <laughs> take you on a journey to end the journey if we can. I call this coming home because in life, not just not just in spiritual uh, ways or in Christian uh, circles, it seems that in life people are, I've heard, some, I, heard I got this title because I heard somebody describe it this way. It said, "I think everybody's just trying to get home. They're trying to get somewhere, they're trying to go somewhere, somewhere better. We see God promising to bring a people, bring people back home a lot. We see it in the Old Testament. Uh, in Genesis chapter 28 verse 15 is where uh, Jacob, you know, had that dream of that ladder or that stairway to heaven and, and God speaking to him in that dream. And he says in Genesis chapter 28 verse 15, behold, I am with you and I will keep you wherever you go and I will bring you back to this land for I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. So we have that promise that I'm going to bring you back to this. Now, there's a whole big story there that's really, really good. If you don't know it, you should read it. But, you know, he called the name of that place Zion. And he woke up, you know, from that dream. And what did he say? He said, how, how amazing is this place? This is none other but the house of God and the gate of heaven. And I didn't even know it. He was right there. He went to sleep there that night. And when God said, I'm going to bring you back to this land, of course, we do see a physical promise of a, of, of a people of Israel coming back to, to, uh, to a land, and we see that being fulfilled. But Jacob was looking at something, and he says, This is the house of God and the gate of heaven. And he saw something spiritual there. But the promise was that I'm going to bring you back. I'm going to bring you home. <laughs> I'm going to be with you wherever, but I will bring you home. In Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 24, uh, he says, For I will take you from among the nations. I'll gather you out of all countries, and I will bring you into your own land. God, give us vision. Give us eyesight. Let us see. Let us see home. Let us see home. Um, he said, I'll bring you out from among the nations. I, I, I hear words pop into my head when I read this. I'll bring you out of all kinds of that. I think he brought me out of some nations. He brought me out of some uh, denominations in my walk. <laughs> Certainly in my lifetime, he did bring me out of some abominations. <laughs> and in the confusion of who I am and where I am and who is God and all that, he brought me out of some consternations. And I did do a lot of, a lot of drugs at one time. And he brought me out of hallucinations. He just brought me out of all the nations <laughs> and whatever you were involved in, whatever, you know, divinations, whatever, he, he's bringing, he said, I'll bring you back. <laughs> I'll gather you from all those nations, take you out of all that, and I will bring you to your place, to your own land, where you're right, where you belong, your own home, where you're, you know, there's no place like home, right? Dorothy taught us that in the Wizard of Oz. There's no place like home. And, 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 and Judy and I, in all of our, our travels, we love, I mean, we're, 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 we're built for it. A lot of people they could not they couldn't do it and they tell us so. They say, I can't imagine. But we're built for it. We love doing it. We love going to all these different places. We eat with different people. We stay in some homes and sometimes and we we we, we love all that, but man, when we come home, (laughs) there's a different feeling, right? There is just a different feeling in that place that's yours. It's just you. It fits you and it's home and you know it. It's it's perfectly, perfectly comfortable. But we, we see this, these promises to bring us back home. And this is what we're talking about, that God promised to bring home. And really, we can look at this as a, as a prophetic thing, like everything else is supposed to be in the Old Testament. All of the prophets were spe- speaking of Jesus. And we see that in Christ, he's given us a home. Uh, the story of the prodigal son. what do we see We see somebody trying to get back home, always going somewhere. We see the Wizard of Oz. Now, this is what I think I think of it in my life. I liken it to the to the yellow brick road. Because I was on this journey, I become a Christian, and all the all the other believers around me, the you know, like they're the munchkins in the in the Wizard of Oz, and, the, and they tell me, Well, you could, if you will just follow the yellow brick road, because at the end of that road, there is, if you can just get there, <laughs> if you can get there and get this encounter with this great and powerful, you know. And so through all my Christian life, I'm doing that. And I experienced the yellow brick road. I got demonized by, by all the monkeys and tore up and beat up and, and did all that stuff. And, uh, you know, we, we go through all of those things and, and we're, 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 we're fighting and we're trying to survive and we're trying to get through this. And I'm trying to get to this something, this, I, I, I don't know what it, what it is. I realize now I'm trying to come home to the place where I'm right, where I belong, with God. And, of course, the story there is that we find out that when they finally get there uh, that they were following something they didn't need to follow because everything that they were looking for they had all the time. And that's what I discovered when I laid on that floor and God opened my eyes and it was like, what am I looking for? Everything I need, I have it right now because the fullness is in him. And I've had it all this time. And just like Jacob who says, I didn't even know it. But this place is wonderful. This is the house of God and the gate of heaven. This is the kingdom. <laughs> it's fullness. It's righteousness. It's peace. It is joy in the Holy, Holy Spirit. And I had all of those things, and I didn't even know it. I was like a blind man that was sitting at a feast of a table and, and begging for food, saying, God, I need more. Oh, God. And groaning and moaning and, and begging for more and promising God more and trying everything I can to get more. And the more was laid out right in front of me. That's grace, that he supplied everything. And the Tin Man, the Lion, and the Scarecrow, and Dorothy all find out that they didn't have to go anywhere because everything they were looking for, they already had, they just didn't know it. And Dorothy says, there's no place like home. And, you know, Glenda the Good Witch, reveal that to her. And she said, well, why didn't you tell me before? And Glenda said, you had to know it by yourself. You know, whatever. She, you had to learn it yourself. So anyway, she wakes up from her dream like ja- Jacob does. And he says, and, he says and, she, and she says, there's no place like home. She wakes up and finds out she's been home the whole time. Uh, Colossians chapter one. This is beautiful. From the Passion Translation, verse 26 says there is, now here's the good news part of all this. There is a divine mystery. Now please listen with everything that's in you. There is a divine mystery. There is a divine mystery, a secret surprise that has been concealed from the world for generations. Now right there we ought to pause and go, whoa, this is big. This is it. This mystery that the world, that the world has not seen, it's been concealed for generations. But it's now being revealed somebody say now This is what's going on. It's now being revealed unfolded and manifested for every holy believer to experience Living within you is the Christ who floods you with the expectation of glory this mystery of Christ embedded within us Becomes a heavenly treasure chest of hope filled 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 with the riches of glory for his people and God wants everyone to know it since I since I I I got a sense of fullness I just i all I've ever wanted to do was tell people that everything that we've been looking for we have it in Jesus There is no place like home and welcome home. We're there what we have what we're coming home to what I realized when I, with, uh, in that moment was I knew that I was home. I was in the place where I could thrive now. I was in the place where I can now be comfortable in my skin and not wish I was a better version of me and wish I was somebody else and wish I was more of this and that and the other. All that stuff left because I had a sense of fullness. I was right where I needed to be. I was right there in Him. And in Him, I had everything. In him, I had the heavenly treasure chest. In him, I had the riches of glory. In him, I had fullness. And when I and, and what, I, what I saw in that was I began to get a revelation that I love talking about so much. A revelation of my father that really, really digs this boy. With all of his stupidity and all of his mistakes and all of his... How many Old Testament rules and laws are there? Hundreds, six hundred, something somebody, somebody told me. You know, I probably I seem like I break almost all of those. <laughs> but God really, my Father, likes His child, His Son. And when you get a revelation of the Father, something else goes along with it. You get a revelation of you. What you're coming home to, if you haven't already. What we come home to is really we come home to us. Let me show you a little demonstration here. All right, little picture here. This is like the uh, I, I mentioned sometimes these uh, the matryoshka dolls or whatever. Somebody told me one time in a in a in a service that you know God's God's taking away all these. All these, these coverings, these layers, they, they seem like your identities and you're like, wait a minute, I, I mean, I'm not that, I can't do that, I can't be that. And what he's doing is he's getting you down to who you really are. And, and what we're looking at this morning is that there is a real me, there is a real you that's always been there. And a lot of times, we know what this world is doing, and it's so easy to do, and we'll do it by default a lot of times, is we take on these, these, these different identities. So I just, actually, I did this this morning. I just thought, I thought OK, I'm going to use the cuffs, but I thought, well, I'm going to try to draw some pictures here. Now I'll tell you about my, my art lessons in just a minute. But this, this, this symbolizes me. This was one identity here. And this is me, This is me, my long-haired stoner guy. This was, this, this was me. And I was talk- we were talking on the way home. We were talking about some of those things. I said, I said can you believe? We were- <laughs> this, is, this was our conversation on the way to church this morning, just to pull back the curtain and let you, let you, let you, let you see. Our conversation was, I said, can you believe I smoked my brains out every single day and, I, and I'm like, you know, they're talking. You know, now there's like all these um, good things that marijuana does, you know, for people. And every, you know, I mean, everybody we run into, it's it's it fixes everything. I mean, if you have got a warp, if you got a headache, if you if you don't have a leg, it'll make it grow. It'll, I mean, it's just everything. And, and and I'm like, where were all those benefits? <laughs> But I was, of course, overdoing it. And I, I guess maybe if it's controlled, it's a different thing. But but I would smoke my brains out. And I said, can you believe we played with our brains that way? And she was like, we didn't care. We didn't have any sense of value for ourselves. And we would do all that. And anyway, and then we were talking about LSD. So this was this was our preparation for, <laughs> for saying, you know, they're talking about using LSD to help you with your whatever. You know, I, I'm like, gosh, it just... It's a wonder I can even think after doing all this. Anyway, why am I telling you all this? This was me. This was my identity. I was totally baptized in it. I was, this was my life. I thought that's what I was and who I was. And I had a sense of, of a nothingness. I was, I was not good for much, except I could smoke a lot of dope. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and so that was one identity. And then I got saved and I got in church and it was, and and don't get me wrong, man, that was the beginning of the best thing ever. It just, you know, man, it got me out of that. And I took on a new identity and I, and, and I very, very quickly uh, after salvation got involved in Pentecost. I mean, I mean real Pentecost. And this is me, this is me, my tongue. We were talking in tongues. I was in some churches where this is about all, I mean... Some pe- you know, people believe in it, but they, 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 they use it in, in different ways, in different degrees. And I was in some early on where that's about all we wanted to do is just, just speaking. T- and I'm not. And these things I'm going to show you, I'm not knocking any of them. I believe in. it. I, I, I believe in the gifts. I believe in, in uh, the, the, the prayer language. I believe in, in speaking in tongues. But this was all we wanted to do. And I was Pentecostal, and I was just. I mean, if you got together, you saw another Christian, hey, and then we just started speaking in tongues. And we. I mean, we would just. <laughs> Uh, I mean, that was, that was. It. we really did it, I think we really did it for fun. I think that was our recreation. That's, it's just what we like to do. You know, it felt good to do it, and we would, we would have a good time. Boy, we, it was our party. And so, anyway, that was me. I was Mr. Pentecost, and if I ran into a Christian that didn't, wasn't like this or didn't believe in this, I would just like, oh, you poor baby. You just don't know. You're not as good as us. But this was an, an identity. This was another one. Now, this is weird here. This was—I I moved from, from Pentecost, and I got more into really the Word, and I got into what we called Word of Faith, and I was a student of that. And every, everything we saw in the Bible was tied to, to faith, 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 and it was believing for this and believing for that, and and, and not knocking that. I feel sorry for people that don't know anything about faith. Um, so I tried to—I drew—I thought, how can I draw? This? I tried to draw a Bible. It looks like a bird or something. I know up there. Um, I. <laughs> I. The eighth grade was the first time I'd ever gotten an F on my report card. It was in art. <laughs> I took that elective because it's an easy A, right? <laughs> I couldn't <laughs> my dad just stared at it when I got there before he's like, art? <laughs> really? And it's not like advanced college. I mean, it's not like, you know, real doing, you know, big creative things. It's it's eighth grade. Art. <laughs> and uh and, and it was <laughs> it's horrible. Now I, I believe I'm an artist inside, but I, it's hard to get to my hands. I have, he, they gave us. He gave us. The, we had these, these little plaster um, blocks, uh, blocks of plaster, and we were just to carve whatever we wanted out of it. Well, I saw this. Be- I mean, I've got this vision, and I just can't get it to do that. And basically, when I was done, it was still a square, a, a cube, and. Uh, you know some of the corners were rounded and i mean i i tried to make something but it, it, the, and uh and i got an f and, uh, and i'm like but and i'm trying to explain like but it's art i mean you got to look at it you know i'm trying to sort of bs my way through you got, there's the, look at what's in it and it's well it's kind of like it's kind of like um you know, Mount Rushmore didn't used to have the president's heads. It used to be just this beautiful mountain. In fact, it was so beautiful before it was carved, it was unprecedented. Oh. <laughs> but it had its own <laughs> beauty. So anyway, I went through all these different different things. And, 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 and my point is, is that it became... I thought this was who I was. I thought that all of my life I was going to, at one point, you know, all I wanted to do was just spread the gospel of glossolalia, hope, to try to get everybody speaking in tongues. and it was I wanted to, I wanted to be a faith preacher, a faith teacher, and all my messages and sermons were about faith. This was me, my identity. Well, through all of all of that, I got into what else did I get into? There was a warfare thing that I got into. I was Mr. Mr. Warfare. Anyway, I was all these different things. But finally, you come down to—you come down to there is a real you. Wherever that's at inside you, there is a real you. I'm trying to find one that doesn't have any drawings on it. Here, here we go. There's a real you, and this real you's always been there, and this real you is always going to be there throughout eternity. In fact, the Word tells us that God knew this you right before you were born. Jeremiah 1.5, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. Psalm 139.13, 13, For you created my inmost being, and you knit me together in my mother's womb. You put me in there, and you knew me before that. You There's the real you, the, the, the eternal man, the spirit man, that real you that's, that's, that's there, that knows God, that knows the kingdom of God, that knows the ways of God. And you're drawing, it. and that new creation, this all things new, what we're talking about here, which we just read there in Colossians, it's Christ embedded in you. Now, you know what it means to be embedded in you, to be one with you? Ephesians 2 talks about us being one with Christ, or being united with him, together with him. Well, there's three words that mean together. One of them is the word meta, which simply means they're in association. I've got two cups up here. They are together up here with me. Um, If I do this, then these are together in a different way. That's the word parim. They're not just associated, but they accompany each other. I've got these cups, and I've got these cups, and they... Whoops. Run out of hands. These cups accompany each other. These cups accompany each other. But the word that's used in the Bible is a word sum, which also means together or with, but it's not. It's different. It's like... They're not next to each other. It's not Jesus next to us. It's Christ in us and us in him. And the two literally become one. And who are we really? Who, who, who really are we as sons of God? Is, are we just these poor little frail little things that just God somehow has mercy on us? Thank God for the blood that he can't see how, how horrible we really are. Something's wrong with his eyes. And I'm so glad that because if he saw how horrible I was, he would sure be mad at me right now. No, he sees perfectly. He knows who we are. He knew you before he formed you in the womb. He knows exactly who you are, and you are holy. Christ in you has made you holy. It's like this. You take, if you took, if you took. So here's you. There's water in this cup. And then there's Christ in you. Actually, I get another bottle, and it's it's Jesus. And you put Christ in you, and that makes one person. And how are you ever going to divide it? Somebody says, "Well, uh somebody says, what about the sin? (laughs) What about the sin? Well, find it, divide it, take it out. How are you going to do that? Because the two have become one. And this is this is the real you. This is the mystery. This is the secret." That has been hidden. This is what's been veiled. This is what we've been missing uh, in in Christianity as a whole anyway, is that everything that we've needed, we already are. It's Christ in us and us in him. And this is the real me and the real you. And people say, well, what about your behavior and all that? Well, listen, as long as you think that you're a dirty dog that's trying to get better and trying to get clean, then we're going to live like dirty dogs trying to get better and trying to get clean. But if we know that, that we're the new creation, if we know we're children of God, and as he is, so are us, because he has produced after his own kind, and he has made us a holy people, a holy nation, and we are like him because he is in us, and we are in him, and they're indivisible. You cannot divide them. Nothing can separate us from this love of God. There is a oneness. Nothing you do, nothing you think. Nothing. It's true whether you know it or not. But man, when you know it, that's when the change happens. Man, that's when you start living out of that and you start, you start believing and feeling like you can do this son of God thing. I mean, it, 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 it makes love not seem like a hard project. It makes forgiveness not seem like something that's just way up there on the mountaintop and I'm just not there. It's natural. It's in there. But as long as we think we're these other things, it's far away. We're on a journey. We're not, whatever. We, it, it, but this is who we are. And it's always going to be that way. When all this other stuff is said and done, even when this body lays itself down, you're still going to be who you are. And who you will be is who you are now. Christ and you. You see, really, uh, Colossians three. So I got to read this because this this says it says it so clearly. The cru- your crucifixion with Christ has severed the tie to this life. That's all this stuff. When Paul said, "This world has been crucified to me, and, and I crucified to it," here, you don't even have an idea that this is who you are anymore. You don't feel like you're that struggling thing trying to be Christ-like. Oh, Rick, you think you do everything Jesus did? No, I blow it so bad. But it doesn't change this at all. This is still holy. This is pure. And this is me, righteous, holy, unblemished, complete. This is you. It has it has severed the tie to this life and now i love this <laughs> your true life has been hidden away in god and christ and as christ himself is seen for who he really is who you really are will also be revealed for you are now one with him in glory in other words when we see who he is we see who we is examples jacob again God does bring him back to that place, and he and that, that night that that happened, it wasn't a physical. wasn't that He brought him back to the physical place, but He brought him home, and it was that night we see that wrestling all night, and God tells him. Oh, see, uh, excuse me. He says, Jacob calls the name of that place Peniel or Peniel, which means face of God. I've seen God. In that encounter, God says, you'll never be called Jacob, that supplanter, that deceiver, that you're Israel, a prince of God, one who rules with God. That's what that means. So here comes Jacob after that encounter. He's limping because God's touched his thigh. And people are saying, hey, there's Jacob. Where you been? He goes, don't call me that again. That's not who I am. I'm not that broken boy that, had that, that did all those Crooked things. <laughs> I'm Israel. I'm a prince of God. When he saw who God was, he saw who he was. When Peter said, when Jesus said, who do you say that I am? Peter said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. He said, ooh, you didn't get this from flesh and blood. God showed you that. And now I say to you, Simon, you are Peter. And it's the first time he's called Peter. Because up until that point, he called himself Simon. You're you're a rock. When Saul of Tarsus met Jesus on the road to Damascus, he walked away, not as Saul of Tarsus, but Paul, the apostle, the builder. When I saw the fullness, I felt like I'd finally come home. And my journey, I haven't been on a journey since. What have you been doing, Rick? I've been enjoying, (laughs) I've been learning. I've been growing. I've been walking with the Father at home. I've been enjoying the teaching that I'm getting every day. I'm enjoying the explanation of this whole thing. It's making me act more like who I've been all this time. It's making the love easier, making the joy more automatic, making the peace hard to take away because we're home. Finally, Hebrews chapter 12. Welcome home, guys. Where have you been going? This holy hill so many people have been climbing. This veil we've been trying to push through. This yellow brick road to something better, something more, whatever. Now, is, is there going to be something better? Oh, absolutely, but simply because of this. Because of the revelation. See, what I needed, I thought what I needed was some big spiritual encounter. I thought I needed uh, to to run into some big anointing, some big life-changing thing. Maybe I needed a revival that would finally get me to that place. And I found out as I laid on the floor that all I needed was to see, to see what already was. And if it's already here, if it already is, then welcome home. When i wake up tomorrow morning in my own house i'm not i'm not going to say how am i going to get home i'm going to enjoy my own soft bed my own familiar surroundings because that's this is me welcome home would y'all stand up hebrews 12 verse 22 says this Hmm. we (laughs) have already come We've already come near to God in a totally different realm, the Zion realm. Standard translations say, we have come to Mount Zion. For we have entered, oh, please hear this. I'm telling you, this this is not some super woo mystical something that you try to think of. This is the reality that's been the whole time. this is the reality that's always going to be for, for whether you wake or whether you sleep, Paul said, whether you, whether, you, whether your body dies or whether <laughs> or, or not, we shall live in his sight. Welcome home. We have entered. oh my goodness, this is so real. We have entered the city of the Living God. just this moment we can forget all the other things and get down to the core of who we really are right this moment you'll know what I'm talking about you can sense it you can almost see it you can certainly be absolutely aware and convinced that you're right in the middle of where you need to be we're not talking circumstantially we're talking about eternally and truly, really. We have come to the city of the living God, which is the new Jerusalem in heaven. We have joined the festal gathering of myriads of angels in their joyous celebration. If you listen with this, who you really are. See, isn't this good news to know that you're not trying to become something, but you've already been something this whole time? Just a matter of awareness, knowing the truth, and it is the truth because even if I sound like I'm trying, being like, "Woo!" I just, this is who you're always going to be throughout all eternity, and you know it. And when you wake up tomorrow and you deal, you have to deal with life's problems and life's issues. In Him, you'll live, and in Him you'll move and have all your being, because you're home. And the situations and the circumstances don't change anything. What's going to change it? What's going to separate it? Is it going to be trials, tribulations, persecutions, nakedness, peril, sword? What? Nothing will separate you from this. There will always be this. Welcome home, church. You can almost sense, feel the multitude, the festal myriad of angels singing in this place we call life. Out of here, this, I believe very, very strongly, creation, this world, is going to see us not, certainly not like that guy, not going to see just the other things that we have manifested. Creation is longing to see the manifestation of me and you, us, the sons of God. Because in here is everything a God is, the Spirit, it's love, it's joy, it's peace, gentleness, goodness. I'll tell you what, there's a lot of identities we can take on, none of them make me feel good. There's a lot of things in my my natural life that would cause me to overlap some of these different identities that people, my friends are walking in. None of them feel right to me anymore. Now, once they did, but I didn't know anything. This feels right to you. This feels good to you. And there is no condemnation. Nobody could ever make you feel bad about you again. You'll, You'll admit it, when you blow it and you make mistakes but there will be no condemnation you're still going to be holy you're still going to be loved you're still going to be blessed you're still going to be favored and you're still going to have everything within you you're going to have all the love all the peace all the joy everything is contained in you my goodness I can't wait for us all to start seeing very clearly what's going to start pouring out of here will change this This is why Jesus is still sitting, because this is here. Father, we thank you for your goodness, and and we thank you for for this grace, this salvation. Um, Your fullness. What have you wrought? What have you done, Father? How did you take us who were so lost and who were so looking and so trying so hard in so many things look what you did you brought us home you gave us a home and you took away all those effects of our human weakness and you opened our eyes that we could see and now that we see praises come forth day after day after day because we're home with daddy We are loved and all we can do is say thank you thank you thank you you're amazing you're amazing amen be blessed i love you guys have a wonderful sunday